Hello and welcome to the Sussex by the Sea podcast, a podcast about all things Hastings United. It's episode 27 and in today's show we have head coach Andy Corrigan and his able assistant Jay Skinner Swain returning from Hastings women's squad, giving us the latest from our most excellent team just before our game at Pagham. Plus, Hastings' own Motti, Rye Siegel, gets an exclusive post-match after we smash them 6-0. And then there's the returning club director, Pat McCrossan. We talk Hastings, Aggie speaking to Jesus, and Iron Maiden Top 5 get in. Enjoy, Hastings fans. And now over to Andy and Jay and the lakes from the women's team. Right, we are joined again after some technical issues by the lovely Andy and Jay of the coaching staff of Hastings' women's team. They kindly join me and are showing me great patience after a technical error. Um, they have not, not run away and told me to bugger off. Um, so for those that don't know the Hastings setup, women's team, uh, obviously Amy has moved on. Could, could you guys explain quickly like, uh, how, how the setup is now? Yep. So I'm currently the head coach. Uh, Jay is my assistant. We've got Beth, who's our physio. We've got, from yesterday, our training, we've got a goalkeeping coach now working with our two keepers called Smithers. And then, of course, you've got Billy that oversees everything, make sure, making sure everything's been done on a day-to-day basis that needs to be done. Mm. I will, I'll say, I'll say El Presidente before. I'll say it again. <laughs> I've still got to laugh. Oh, that's good. Okay. <laughs> So, I mean, what, what's the feelings in the camp? You, you're back together. You've had the, uh, a few games of pre-season. What's your feelings going into this new season? Uh, excited, to be honest. Uh, I'm going to clear a question again. With the new players, uh, there's a, a freshness to it, yeah. a buzz to it. Like, like Training yesterday was brilliant amongst one of the best training sessions we've got from the girls who are just brilliant. So looking forward to the season starting Sunday. Oh, great stuff. Um, uh, just on that, before I go over to Jay, how did you get the whole team together for uh, training or are you having to see some of them and some of them got to train on their own or how's it work? So everyone coming yesterday, Excellent. we had okay. everyone, yeah, down at uh, the pilot fields. Um, few injuries, have to admit. We've had, so the first week we were allowed to train, we put on three sessions. Yeah. And looking back, maybe that overdid it a little bit. Yeah, we had a few injuries being looked oh. at last night by a physio. But apart from that, everyone was there collectively, so... Well, that's nice, everyone together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, your thoughts on that, Jay? Sorry to butt in. No, that's fine. Um, I mean, since coming back, you could just see the hunger for the girls to push on and achieve our goals for this season. Uh, the cup competitions aren't anymore, but we've still got the league, which we fully plan on pushing for and hopefully winning. Yeah. So, yeah, we're talking to those new silings. How do you feel they're settling in? Yeah, really well. Um, we've got Georgia Tibble, obviously, left-footed player. We've been playing her as a, like a number 10, a cam, essentially, in a 
sort of a free role. She just gets about the pitch, makes things happen. Real exciting player for the fans to watch as well. Know she'll be a fan favourite. We've got Blair, who's just come in as a goalkeeper. That's created competition for Shana. So obviously, we had two keepers at the beginning of the season, and we always wanted two keepers. Mm. So, but we lost one. So if Shana ever got injured or anything, it leaves yeah. us in a bit of trouble. So now having the second keeper, less worries to be honest. If something was to happen. Yeah. And then we've got Holly Carter, who's just come over from Lewis, 16 years old. We've been playing uh, in the middle of the park with Ralph. And, well, for a 16-year-old, she's been brilliant. Jay? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's more competition with the, the three girls that have brought in, uh, we've brought in have added competition. Uh like you're saying, Blair, fantastic keeper, real competition for Shana. Tibbs in that free role, wand of a left foot, even though she couldn't score past Andy in training last night. But <laughs> won't mention that one. <laughs> um, and Holly, Holly's for four foot two or whatever she is, one of the smallest players on the pitch. 16 years old, she enough puts it about. You'd throw a brick in the air, she'd head it as well. It's It's fantastic. What's your feelings about the team we got with this truncated season what's your hopes you're hoping to to win it all where do you feel we're going to be with the cup competitions now gone we we were obviously hoping for a cup as well we've we're just focusing on the league now that's all that's there but it's what we wanted anyway I think if you had asked anyone what they want to win at the beginning of the season it's always going to be the league because mm. that's where the majority of your games go towards. So it has to be the league title. That's what we want to win. It's what we set out to do. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, cheers. And uh, Jay? Yeah, yeah, exactly the same. Aiming, aiming to win the league uh, and also just keep improving on our own performances. So we need to improve ahead of next season. In terms of being able to see you, We've, we, well, we're aware that us fans aren't going to be able to come along. But if we could just touch yet again uh, on the commentating that's of the, the lovely Rice Seagull, who will be commentating on all the women's games, I think. I think. Uh, is that the case? I believe so. I believe so, yeah. So at least that's some way us fans of the Hastings team can check it out. But what do we think of Rye? I think he's absolutely hilarious. He, he hates interviewing us because he has to do it 50 times. But listening back to his commentary that he did against Sutton United, it was fantastic. It's hard to believe he's 16 years old. It just flows and it's great exposure um, for the club at the moment, especially with no fans being allowed into matches. I think it's fantastic. And long may he uh, continue doing it. Hastings is Hastings Motti. Um, yeah, I mean, he was absolutely roasting me last week, but I'll forgive him. <laughs> but yeah, no, you guys, good luck. Um, the next game's Sunday uh, Pagham. And, against Pagham. Yeah. Um, and, and we've got a few injuries, have we? So are we expecting any of those to be fit for Sunday or? 
Some of them are a bit... Go on, Andy. I think they'll be back. Uh, A few of them are touch and go, Mm. to be honest. But knowing the girls, some of them, they'll they'll play. (laughs) Good good afternoons. And um, we'll have to have a chat again. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You take care, guys, yeah? All the best, Chris. There, mate. And now over to the personification of Motson himself, the lovely Rice Eagle. Well, I would say that was a whirlwind, but that was just a blowout. An absolutely dominant display from Hastings United as they trample on Pagham 6-0 in their own backyard. How mean, but how awesome. I am here with Jay Skinner-Swain and Andy Corrigan. I'd rather they sound in alphabetical order, but you don't get everything you want. So, first question will go to Andy. So, I mean, sum up how you're feeling after that triumphant return to form really proud the girls put in a fantastic display to be honest couldn't ask any more from them and we'll move on to next week now so question for you jay full complement of players used uh, and five different players for six goals you must be absolutely buzzing that the whole team got involved today absolutely over the moon uh, we also had all the girls get involved in build-up play uh, goals came from different areas of the pitch it wasn't a case of always coming from the same areas uh, it's really good to see and it's putting us in a good uh, position for the rest of the season. Oh, that kind of follows on to my question for Mr Corrigan. So, obviously a fantastic win against the side that prior to kick-off <laughs> were top of the table. So, what do you think this will do to start restart the momentum of the season that was halted so abruptly by uh, the pandemic? I think it's just given us a new build of confidence. So, considering the game they gave us before lockdown uh, they gave us a really really hard game and we managed to get a result today with a performance really proud this question for Jay Skinner Swain so for the next two weeks the U's have got double headers where they play two one hour matches in one location representing the home and away uh, system so how are you preparing for what is the basically the equivalent of a full match with extra time how are you preparing to play these double headers? Uh, preparation's not going to overly uh, differ to a normal match. Uh, it's just a case of making sure that preparation pre-match and after training, so with stretches etc., is in place. Make sure all the girls are injury-free ahead of these two double headers. Well, I'll leave Jay to stroking his ball. And I've been Ryan Siegel. Thank you very much. Good night, Edinburgh. Over to a very good interview with the wonderful Pat McCrossan as we talk the most awesome Iron Maiden top five, but also bit of Hastings, bit of Aggie, all good stuff. So, Pat? Can you hear me? Yes. Hello. Pat, can, can you hear me? Well. Yeah, I can hear you. The joys of technology. And like a shining light behind you, you look like Jesus. Should I get rid of the shining light? Just give me a second. That's all right. I mean, if you want to be the uh, Messiah. No, we've, oh, it's still going. <laughs> ambiance. We're working on the ambiance. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm just sorting the house out. Don't you worry, Pat. I thought Chris Agatha was Jesus Christ, but clearly it's you, Pat. Well, I think um, Jesus Christ reports to Chris Agatha. <laughs> Very good, sir. Very good. How, how the devil are you? Good. Yeah, very good. Um, busy, um, as you know, healthcare. Yeah. We're still we're seeing the end, but the end is still quite a battle, isn't it? Um, yeah. So, you know, it's hard. 
hard. It's hard for a lot of people. You know, it's, I think everyone was ready to come out of lockdown before Christmas and stay out of lockdown. And they've had another three months. Mm. And I know a lot of people, it's, it's been hard for them. So hopefully we can now start getting out of this tunnel, can't we? And begin to start seeing people at the pilot field. Absolutely, Pat. I mean, for being all serious, I mean, I'm desperate to talk top five or six Iron Maiden here. Mm. But, but in all seriousness, this second lockdown has been a lot, a lot worse for a lot of people. So, um, but you know, as you say, there is, there is a light. There's a small light at the end of the tunnel. So you know, we're all we're all just 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 want to get back to normal, don't we? In a safe fashion, you know, it's brought out a lot of good in a lot of people. You know, I've seen amazing people. You know, working in all kinds of places, supermarkets, you mm. know, people who work um, for the council, keeping, you know, the roads right, you know, people working on the foreshore, um, people working on the bin lorries, you know, the nurses, the doctors, the posties, you know, so many people who have just worked flat out through this to keep some, you know, modicum of normality for people. And yeah, a lot of them, most, you know, our supporters are them. You know, and so I think when we do get back to the pilot field and we are able to have everyone in the ground, we need to celebrate the fact that we've got such a wonderful set of people in our town. Yeah. Um, oh. This sounds like an episode of Highway to Heaven. This time. You're such a nice guy, Pat. Yes. Well, I have the halo. The halo. It's yeah. Now, it's gone. Sir, right. I don't know your top five or six. I can't. What, where did you decide? What could you cut it down to? Um, well, I cut it down to the top five. Oh, with, brilliant. With one that has to be, with a plus one that is always going to be there, no matter what. Um, okay. And then two honourable mentions. <laughs> okay, so obviously we want to we want to get across the, the, the beauty that is Iron Maiden. Mm-hmm. And all those Philistines that might laugh, that don't understand the greatness of Iron Maiden. Well, that's uh, who cares about them? Well, you know, and that you don't understand, Maiden, if you haven't been to see them. Mm. Well, I, I've never seen them. I've seen them on telly. I've never actually got so you could say, you know, I, I'm I'm a I'm a, a far fan, if you get what I mean. Blessed are those that understand and yet have not seen. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> as I say. So, you know, um yeah. Iron Maiden started for me very young, really, seventeen, so Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll go from here. So what we do, we're going to go one choice each. Um, you're not going to like my choices. They're very, um, little bit greatest hits possibly you could say, but that they're there to be criticized. So, and, and, and I'm fully, I'm happy to be criticized. So as you are the guest, would you like to give me your, your fifth choice and I'll, I'll get it, um, put in the jukebox. Okay. Well, the fifth choice um, is probably the song that the song that sprung them into superstardom. Really, at the time, um, it was the title of their third album, um, and it's the number of the beast. Okie dokie, number of the beast. Right, so this is your number five choice. This is the number of the yep. beast. Yep. Him who hath understanding reckon that oh, they're awesome. I mean, come on. Revelations. 
<laughs> so I'll bring that down a little bit just so that we can talk over it. Great tune. So this tune in particular, this is, was this one of your first album picks as in uh, uh, album buys? Well, I mean, I, the first album of theirs I bought was actually their second album, The Killer's Album. And I think I bought it at the time because I wanted to, because a lot of my mates were well hard and they all had, you know, <laughs> Deep Purple stuff. And yeah. I didn't quite get Deep Purple at the time. And I bought this Killers album and really enjoyed it, mm. really liked it. Um, and then The Number of the Beast came on very, very quick afterwards as the next album. Oh, okay. And well, yeah. There was, there was a double thing with that. I loved the tracks on it. There's not a track on that album that you can't get into. Mm. And also it cheesed off my, my Catholic parents, bless their hearts. Because I had a picture of the devil on my wall. But, but saying that, well, let me have this mouthful of tea. My uh, cousin up in the northeast, because uh, as I uh, my family up originally from Sunderland, and she was a massive maidenhead, a ma- massive. And so I'm like this, like God, she was older than me. So I'm 46. She's about fifty. She'll be 50 now. So she, when I was about nine or ten, she was prime maiden time, right. and she had all the artwork. She had all over her room and I used to stay in there and I uh, like I, I got nightmares from it you know from the, all the different imagery yeah 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 but what I yeah. did like to do was to thumb through her albums because they te- you know they, they tend to be some titillation uh, amongst those albums you know they were quite racy and I, I didn't know why I was looking for, through them at the time I mean I've since discovered why I was doing that but yeah um not Maiden, but uh, she had all, all sorts of heavy metal, all sort of uh, English heavy metal. So there was lots of um, ra- racy, racy pictures. So that's Number of the Beast. Yeah. A wonderful track. So we're going to go to my number five. It's, probably, well, it's off the Power, it's the Power Slave album. Yeah. And it's called, funnily enough, Power Slave. Good choice. Honestly, you don't think it's... You you like this one? Ah, okay. It's a song about about the slaves that had to um, be attached to the pharaohs. So the thing was, was when the pharaohs died, the slaves were murdered Mm. because they had to go into the next land with the pharaoh. So they were called power slaves. Do you know what? I didn't know that. There's a few things I know about Iron Maiden, particularly this track. I I kind of... I'm just a bit like, yeah, you know, like, you know... just this it's got the maiden gallop all over it yeah I'm and, and just he, he just rules man he just ah oh, his voice it's, the guy is is a ridiculous showman um yes but the other thing is is that the guitars mm. they have about three guitarists all mm-hmm. working together yeah to produce such a great sound mm. and make them yeah it sets it up for him doesn't it I mean yes yeah, I mean it, it He's only as good as his band, and the band is bloody great. So, um, so yes, power slave. The, the, the chorus is "Tell me why I have to be a power slave. I don't want to die. I'm a god. Why can't I live on?" There's only one true god. About, it's 
all about slaves um, and how they had to die with their master. If if um, if we win the league, will we have to? Well, if, if Aggie ever dies, will we have to? Um, would the same thing happen to us? No, I'm not that invested. <laughs> I like the guy, but you know, come on. Yeah, have you seen his beard? He's yeah, tremendous. Anyway, um, yeah, so it's a great choice, power slave. Thank you. Anyway, I'd... great Pat McCrossin's number four, please. So my number four, I tossed up actually, and um, put number four as wasted years. Well, don't waste your time worrying about the wasted years. <laughs> that's a great. That's a great line. Yeah. And as always, it's always strong at the start. Great intro. Mm. Um, Dave Murray, I think. So I was, I was always a massive fan of Finn Lizzy as well. And there's a few of those early uh, Maiden that you would, wouldn't be too far off some of the good Finn Lizzy, but... Yeah, yeah. This has got a bit of a Lizzy kind of... Mm lilt to it isn't it time album I think which was towards the end of the 80s you are correct sir just before Dickinson um, the hiatus you know with Dickinson wasn't long after that in the early 90s Um, so love this song what do you think of those years when Dickinson wasn't there um their albums didn't sell very well. They weren't as appealing. The, the thing was, was Bruce had a specific siren wail to his voice. Yeah. But that does not take any, anything away from Blaze Bailey, who has an incredible voice too, in a very mm. different way. So they did have a couple of things with Blaze Bailey that I thought they did really well. Uh, but the albums generally didn't seem to do so well. And I think musically there's a reason for that as well, because Adrian Smith had left. Um, and his dimension of guitar is very much yeah. he can do a harmonic rhythm to whatever Dave Murray plays he can do a harmony at the same time so I think there was a, there was a double edged sword there losing the two of them oh, but they, they still produced some good stuff you know Tailgunner I think was one of them but Doctor Doctor they did a cover of um, I think it's Def Leppard in yeah. the original and Doctor Doctor, I just love Doctor yeah. Doctor. So any top five, it's not going to be in it because it's top five plus ten. Yeah, yeah. No, fair. You're a mega. You're a mega fan. I, I mean, I'm a fan, but I'm. You, I'm. I bow. I bow to your knowledge, Pat. Right. That's your. That's number number four, wasn't it, sir? Right. So yeah. now my my number four is the Trooper. Oh, well done. That was my number one. Oh, is it? Oh, I'm your number one. Oh, sorry, chap. Hang on. It's all right. I've got... A... We can have a double listen then. Up my sleeve, oh, come on. <laughs> so, obviously, we all know, sort of Charger Light Brigade kind of vibe to this. Yeah. I mean, come on. Who, who couldn't rock out to this, for fuck's sake? Oh, sorry, for, 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 for something's sake. 
for heaven's sake, yeah. For heaven's sake, uh, sorry. Again, it's, it's for Aggie's sake. Yeah. It's got that great gallop to the music, you know. And that bit with the guitars, mm. that that harmony yeah. with you know Dave Murray and Adrian Smith working off each other, mm. it's just an amazing sound. And now, of course, they have three guitarists. They have Yannick Gerders, um, three real beast guitarists. Yeah, it sounds even better live now. I'm going to have to see him live. I'm going to have to. I mean, I've had loads of kids and all sorts of other excuses that I'm throwing out at you, Pat. I haven't seen them. But I will, I will, if if it is at all possible. Have they got talking of? Have they got any live dates? Have they started still, talking about that yet? Well, they're in the middle of the Legacy of the Beast tour, which has has been put on hold now since 2020. They've done most of the British um, gigs, but there's a cheeky um, there's a cheeky addition in Belfast. But there's Ooh. also, um, the, I think it's either the Download Festival or Donington they're doing. So, All right. But the European leg has been postponed to 2022. Oh, okay. So I'll keep you posted. Yeah, the, it's, if you want to come with me. And oh, but bloody hell. Cheeky little visit to Europe. Um, and some. Well, yeah. All right, Maiden. Antwerp is a is is quite accessible, and that's a good venue as well. So, well, definitely, I'll hold you to that one, Pat. Okay. And I nicked you number one. I'm sorry, mate. Just a rock it's out right. to that bit more. You can listen to some more in a minute. Hang on. Right. So, Pat, what is your song choice for your number three? Number three, um, again, because it has such a brilliant start. And then followed by the maiden gallop all over the place is Phantom of the Opera. Love that album, that album cover. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know this one. Yeah. I mean, they must talk talk about them live, uh, Pat. I mean, what's it like, mate? Um. How could I forget this one? Jesus. When I when I first saw them, when I was in 1982, yeah, I remember because um, then you just had some shouty bloke come on the stage and saying, "Ladies and gentlemen, will you yeah. please welcome?" And when he came on the stage, I was proper shaking with anticipation, nerves, and oh my god, maybe yeah. coming up, you know. And 2017, so quite a considerable time later, three years, yeah. four years ago now, they're at the yeah. O2. And of course, the sign that Maiden are coming on the stage is when Dr. Dr. plays over mm. Tannoy. And I felt exactly the same. I was shaking. I was like, they're coming on, they're coming on. Yeah. So excited, like a, like a kid. Yeah. Because the minute they come on, it's just energy. Mm galloping great music um, Bruce leaping about all over the place um, and before you know it it's finished yeah you know they, ha- they have such brave sets they have um, giant eddies breathing fire and this last tour they had a three quarter size spitfire flying over the stage oh, wow. 
obviously it was not a real one, but you know, yeah. it did not look like it. And so it's it's a bit of a stage show as well. I just but, yeah. yeah. So from the first time I saw them to the last time I've seen them, never fails to take my breath away. Yeah. No, great. I, just, uh, I love this song. Right. Oh, hang on. Yeah, and then suddenly it just... Where are uh, we going with that? Me, yeah. It's almost like they were doing it in the studio and they thought, we need a rest from the high, yeah. you know, high speed stuff. So let's <laughs> have a little nap. Yeah. For a bit. Yeah. <laughs> right, and let's go. So, where are we up to? I'm on my number three. And it's it's be quick or be dead. Um, yep, good choice. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, honestly, this is going to be a video of Pat bobbling his head. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I remember this. I think this when there's something about this with. Um, it was kind of there was a, there was um like Robert Maxwell there was something about Robert Maxwell with this one like um but it there was some p- political scandals going on and it was around the time of the Robert Maxwell one I think you're right Chris because a lot of Maiden songs make a point about something oh yeah either historical or if there's something really major going on around the time they write the song then it'll be mm. that but I think you're right. A lot of their stuff is, you know, historical. You know, the Egyptian Palestines and mm. the latest album is the Mayan culture. Oh, right. So Book of Souls is all about the Mayan culture. And, you know, they've they've kind of brought Eddie up through the years and through the civilizations, if you like. But, but this, I'm sure you're right. I just remember around the time when he was in the video, there was, it, it was around that time and they were banging on about I mean, obviously, Robert Maxwell, uh, absolute douchebag that he was, but allegedly fell off. Allegedly uh, fell off a boat. Fell off his yacht, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, allegedly. Yeah. Huge yacht. Wonder why someone would be able to fall off that. Yeah. Oh, actually, because he used to own Oxford. I don't know if you remember this, uh, Pat. Yeah, he did. Yeah. And he wanted to own another club as well, but they wouldn't let him. Yeah, was it Derby? I think it so. might have been Derby. Yeah. Well, what was was funny was um, uh, I went along to watch QPR versus Oxford in the League Cup final, which was in eighty. Oh God, I think it's eighty six. And wow. one of the signs in the crowd because Oxford was sponsored by Wang, W A N G, <laughs> right. And one of the QPR fans had written a sign, Oxford are wangers. I did, it, uh, it, I've never forgotten it. it uh. Well, when you're going to get to a cup final, you've got to, you know, embrace the moment. Well, crap, and lost 3-0. But anyway. And on that sour note, uh, be, be, be crap or be QPR is the uh, real song here. Anyway, now we go to Pat's number two. And that will be what, Pat? Okay, so number two, um, again, um, a good maiden gallop, bit Churchillian, bass is high. I think we start off with Winnie. Mm-hmm. 
the album starts off with Winston and then it goes straight into Aces High. See, I was tempted by, you know, two minutes to midnight. I thought, I'm going to choose that. No, I didn't. Oh, how? See, well, this to me is very Thin Lizzy. You think this very Thin Lizzy, this, when they're going off on one? It's Thin Lizzy with, with attitude. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. With a bit more aggression. Oh, yeah, now Thin Lizzy. I love them. I love, I love, I love Thin Lizzy, but yeah, no, Iron Maiden. There's a bit more, uh, balls, balls to this. So yeah, I'm liking this. Yeah, it's a, I'm liking this. It's not a proper tune. You can imagine he's up there. He's got tight jeans on. He's he's doing he's posturing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's probably a fist in the air. He's usually waving something as well. <laughs> Although Ace is high, he wears a Biggles mask. He wears a Biggles hat. Oh, does he? Yeah. All right. Goggles on the top. Yeah. Quite often does that. Um, but yeah. The, the, the man's just full of energy, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, Jesus. He brews beer. He flies planes. I was going to say, he flies planes. Didn't he do the, one of the tours, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, didn't he fly him on tour once? Yeah, twice. The first this... tour was in a 757, and the second tour, he flew a 747 all the way around the world. It's amazing. And then in between tours, he actually does commercial flying, so... He went oh. up there one day and it says, this is your pilot, Bruce Dickinson speaking. So, well, what an honour. What an honour. Brewery. He, he, de- he developed the Trooper beer with Robinson Brewery. I didn't, so, I didn't, I didn't know that. I did yeah. not know that, Pat. So that you've yeah. got probably a hundred cans of that in your house? Um, I've probably got about two cans because I'm... <laughs> quite a strong taste for me but it's okay are you saying Bruce Dickerson has developed a gopping beer can I quote you yeah. on that <laughs> <laughs> well, I never said that at all but he's developed no. about five or six with Robinson's Groovy there's, oh, right. there's one we're, called Hallowed yeah which is like a Belgian sort of Trappist sort of beer there's one called um Oh gosh, ice and fire or something, or fire and ice, I just can't remember. Oh, wow. um, I'll have to look into that. Three or four. Mm. Okay, Robinson, wh- wh- where's that based? Is that Midlands or wh- wh- where's that uh, brewery? I've no idea, but you can buy them in the shops. You can get Trooper in Sainsbury's. <laughs> there you go. I'll have to taste that. I think I'll we have... should have it in the pilot bar, really, but you know. Well, without doubt. Without doubt, get rid of that Carlin. Get Carlin out. Get that rid of that rubbish. Anyway, I shouldn't say anything about the bar. Sam, Sam will kill me. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, loving aces high. Right. My number two. And I mean, I'm a massive fan of the film. Anyway, where eagles dare. This was off the Peace of Mind album, if I remember. You are correct, sir. 1983? So that was Nico McBrain, the drummer's first album. I'm loving the song. And you, how can you... Uh, I mean, it, for, well, one of my massive bugbears, Pat, 
right, is that particularly gigs these days, yeah, you'll get a lot of people will just stand there with their poxy mobile phones, right, and just watch, stand and watch, right? Yeah. And they don't have a bop, right? And it'd be like, well, I don't mind people doing that for a little bit, yeah? But for the entire gig, it's like, come on, like, you know, this music's there to be danced to. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or at least yeah. nutting, nutting people to. Do you know what I mean? Or moshing. Well, last time I went, my friend Roy came with me. And I think because we're a lot older, we weren't in the mosh pit this time. Yeah. When you get to 56, you know, you don't go in the mosh pit anymore. Yeah. But we're, we're dancing up in the in the aisles, you know. We're all, everybody up there was dancing. Yeah, you, you know, can't. Because you, you can't help it. Um, the mosh pit was fun when I was younger. Yeah. Um, also, I'm sure there was some blood and tears. Blood. There was a lot of beer everywhere, you know. That's the problem. Anyone that came in with a beer, to, well, to any mosh pit I've ever been there, you, you're wearing the beer. You know, but no one minds. I mean, there's no uh, no issues, but... Right, anyway, that's mine. So, we, we, thank you, sir. So, we kind of know your number one's the trooper. We're substitute gonna... time. Ah, okay, late substitution. It's... Because we've already said that Doctor Doctor is beyond the top five. Mm. Um, so my top number one then would be a song that I taught my daughter Stephanie when she was quite young Okay, um, and singing it used to scare the pair of us mm. um, it's called Fear of the Dark um, and it just um, some of the words are quite chilling in fact it says I have a constant fear that someone's always near oh, Jesus, fear of the dark <laughs> I have a phobia that someone's always there and it's yeah. um, well, something's always there. Yeah. Well, I'm just just to thank you for teaching her this song. Well, it's probably the, the main one she knows. Although I think she knows um, Trooper and um, Number of the Beast, but um, she pretty much knows this word for word. Um, we used to sing this on away matches as well. On the way. <laughs> Like you do. Well, why not? Nice. Heritage gets out Peter Gabriel. I get out Iron Maiden. Yeah. It's all good, though. Yeah, yeah. That's a nice, nice acoustic Waiting for it to begin. It starts off very, very nice and relaxed, and it lulls you into this false sense of security. It's like, Hmm. oh, they've done a slow one. You know, let's get up and have a slow dance. Yeah. And then, bang! So, <laughs> well, yeah, it's so soft, I can't even hear it. Yeah, no, no, I can't bring it up. I'll bring it up. Right, am I going to have nightmares now? Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. So what, 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 this was off, this 92, this one, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Fear of the Dark album. Go. So, I mean, that one is, is a bit more sentimental to me, because, just simply because, you know, kind of Steph sings it with yeah. me. And, 
my other two, uh, I think they they understand that I'm a bit of a nutter about me. <laughs> You'd have to ask them if they like any of the ones. I think probably yeah. not. <laughs> but it, it was really hard to choose, and it's 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 strange because Dickinson. I mean, I can't say enough about the man. Mm. But yet, my overall favourite was actually sung by Blaze Bailey. Um, Oh, that's right. why we use Doctor Doctor at the at the pilot field mm. just before the players are coming in the tunnel because it starts slow and then starts ramping and ramping and ramping and ramping. Well, what do we do? I'll do my number one and then we'll finish it on a bit of Doctor Doctor. What about that? Okay. Yeah. That's right. It. So, right. Well, my number one. Okay. Okay. You might tell me off now. It's uh, Run to the Hills. <laughs> Sorry. Well, it's in my honourable mentions. Oh, yeah, I, uh, I just, yeah. I just, um, it's just something you sing all the I, I just... just to think yeah. Once it gets going. I mean, obviously, there's a big message behind this song. You know, about uh, the colonisation of America. Yeah. But equally, it's also a good, you know, just we be giving it sort of shouting out singing in the shower. Again, it's another maiden history lesson, you know, just like they did with Power Slave, like they did with, mm. you know, um, Book of Souls. You know, a lot of their songs are a little history lesson somewhere in them. Absolutely. You obviously but, have to, uh, we have I to hear the chorus. The is some... Um, they don't play it live as often as they should do, really. Yep. But the actual song itself, it's like, it's, it's a great, well, I don't mean it that way, but like, there's a strong message there. But it, ah, oh, just, you know, it's got a special place for me. Just, I just, I just I've always loved this song. Well, but this is a great choice. Yeah. Choice. I love this tune. Um, and that's it. Well, that's well, that's my number one. So what we're going to do, we're going to play, to finish it off, this is Pat's honourable, honourable greatest mention, and it is Doctor Doctor, which some of us may have heard at the pilot field. And it's not Doctor Doctor by... Um, the Maiden. Or Thompson Twins. No. No, no. Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> Can't you see I'm burning, burning? Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I have got that on vinyl. That's bad, isn't it? I've got the Osmonds, the plan. Have you? Mm. That That's fairly... That's fairly brutal, that is. Hang on. So this is Doctor Doctor. Yeah. The idea is that, you know, it's it builds up and builds up. Then by the time, you know, um, the players are coming into the tunnel, yeah. people are feeling a little bit more, you know, right, let's do this. Well uh, what what do you know what they are? Aggie and um, the rest of them are into music-wise. 
I mean, do they ever give you comments about your music choices? Jack Dixon is very, very um, supportive, but also will tell me if he thinks um, we should change the track or yeah. quite often asks for songs for the warm-up. All right, yeah. So, um, very varied. I mean, Jack's also the DJ on the coach. Quite often he brings this massive sound box with him, so... But they're all a musical lot. Yeah. The, um... I've got, actually... Jack Jack Dixon's going to come on the podcast in about a month or so. He said he'd come on. It should be fairly entertaining. And informative. Yeah, no. Tidy haircut as well. Fantastic footballer. I remember, I think it was his first team debut, if I remember. Yeah. Up against Chelmsford City. All right. Oh, that's some years ago now. Um, Chelmsford were near the top. And we were struggling near the bottom. Mm. Um, And we held them. We held them to one draw, I think it was. Yeah. Um, So, Jack and two other youngsters, it was their... They were brought into the team because there was uh, omissions and people sick, and so they were thrown in these three youngsters, and they played the, the game of their lives. Wow! So, and what year was that? Um, Pat? Oh. Oh. Couldn't tell you. Yeah. Two thousand and eight, nine, something like that. Oh, two thousand eight, nine. Okay. Well, Pat, thank you very much for this. It's always an honour talking to you, sir. Um, Likewise. Oh, thank you. We, we can't leave this without a, a little uh, little mention for your honourable Leeds. I wish you to expose the greatness of Leeds to us. Well, do you know what? Leeds are just a joy to watch and they're a nightmare to watch. But they're entertaining every time they play. They just keep going forward. They sometimes all run forward and forget to leave somebody back, but that's okay. We'll keep going forward until we get what we want. And yeah. They've got a lovely style of passing. Um, I see a lot of their style in, in Hastings, although Chris does leave people at the back when we go forward. Um, yeah. He also doesn't seem to, to <laughs> remember to do that often, <laughs> Um, you know, so I'm lucky. My, my big boys team and the team I love, Hastings, yeah. play lovely, attractive football. What more could you want? Absolutely. Well, Pat, I've, have a, a, a fabulous, a fabulous evening, and um, I hope to see you. Uh, uh, well, whenever we get back. <laughs> yeah. Let's hope that's all. Yeah. That's all soon, you know. Hang in there, folks. We'll all be back. Cheers, Pat. Anyway, you take care, fella. Take care, fella. All the best. Yeah. Fair then. Bye. That's it for another episode, Hastings fans. As ever, I ask if you want to give feedback or input, please, please, please email me on hufcpod at gmail.com or on Twitter at hufcpodcast. You can see regular updates on possible interviews and segments, and this is all interactive on the husupporters.club webpage. 
we would sure love some visits. It's a really a great untapped resource. Also, we've got the Sussex by the Sea YouTube, which is chock full of videos from many of the episodes. Please get over there and pop a comment or two, a like and a share, but definitely subscribe. It's all free. All that's left for me to say is, I've been your host, Chris Laverick. Hope you have a good couple of weeks and see you on stilts outside the pilot field.